And it's not personal, it's professional, and it's very specific feedback. And I think that's the first set of manners that people need to know in the workplace. You're there as a team, you're there to help each other. Uh, The person who gets ahead helps you get ahead. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rock star confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar. Christina with you here for episode 94 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I've got an exceptional guest conversation to share with you this week, and it's with the wonderfully outgoing and funny Lee Carraher, or if you're in the US, Lee Carraher. <laughs> we'll be talking about how everything about you speaks. That includes how you hold yourself, what you wear, what you say, what you don't say, how you say it, etc., etc. And we talk about it in the context of the workplace. Lee shares some common mistakes that people make when it comes to communicating in the workplace. We talk about how to give great feedback and why it's so important, plus much more. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash Lee. That's L-E-E. Now, before we get to that conversation, I do have a shout out to give to my friend and fellow podcaster, Prescott Perez-Fox from the Busy Creator Podcast. The Busy Creator Podcast has hit 100 episodes, so I want to say a big congratulations to you, Prescott. The Busy Creator is a podcast that helps creatives to be more effective and productive. It's a fantastic show. You should definitely check it out if you are a creative. Prescott also hosts the NYC podcast meetup group, which I've actually had the pleasure of speaking at. So if you're in New York City, go check it out. That's the NYC podcast meetup group. You can find out more about that and subscribe to the Busy Creator podcast at busycreator.com. And just one quick announcement. Do you enjoy this podcast? I hope so. I assume so if you're listening and if you have done for a while. (laughs) Well, if you want to support it, please vote for me in the Castaway Australian Podcasting Awards. I would really, really appreciate your vote. All you have to do is go to thecmethod.com slash vote. That's thecmethod.com slash vote. That'll take you directly to my page where you click the little thumbs up button. You do have to put your email in to register. But I would just put in an email that you don't check very often. They're not going to spam you, don't worry, but you do need to put that email in. But apart from that, it's super, super quick and easy. I would really appreciate your support with this. I think I can win it. Yeah. Alrighty, let's move on to this week's conversation with the lovely Lee Carraher. Lee is the CEO of Double Fort, a PR, marketing, and digital communications company. She is an expert at creating positive, thriving environments in the workplace and has a reputation for building productive teams and having fun along the way. She's super passionate about helping others communicate more effectively, so much so that she wrote a book, Millennials and Management, and also created a box of, you could call them handy cue cards, called Everything Speaks, a guide to manners that matter in the workplace. And we talk a little bit about that in the episode. Alrighty, you ready to meet Lee? Let's go. We have an intern here, graduated from college just a few months ago. He's here and, you know, he's just awkward, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't talk too loud, just in case they're standing outside. Uh, you know, he's slumped in his chair. He's got white socks on with black shoes. I'm like, oh, my God, right? But um, 
And there are all these things that we have in this guide. He just hasn't gone through it yet. He's only been for two weeks. And all these manners that get in your way that you just don't even know about, right? You have no idea that you just got blackballed because you have a T-shirt on inside out or because you have your <laughs> – in this country, in this country, a lot of people are wearing like baseball caps. We call them baseball caps, you know, hats with visors in yep. inside. And all of a sudden, you know, like they're not getting promoted because, you know, they have – they they're sloppy and no one trusts them, even though their work is good, because uh, no one tells them. And in, particularly in this country, people are very worried about getting sued for wrongful stuff. You know, it's just ridiculous. So I created this guide, which sits. You saw it. It sits on the desk, and it's one tip per card um, by topic. So first impressions, meetings in the office, email, phones, texting. Oh, just the just the I call them common sense, but they're not because people aren't being educated on them. Uh, because no one likes to read, you know, the book to read, the big, the book to read, everyone would benefit from this, right? Is the post book, it's called um, Business Etiquette, Get Ahead with Business Etiquette or something like that by the Emily Post family. But it's in this country, $50. It's like three inches thick and no one reads, you know, people get it and they never crack it open. Um, <laughs> it's a tone. So this was a way. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, people should put this online. I'm like, no one's going to look at it online. Right? You know, <laughs> it's yeah. not going to happen. Because people, because I'm guessing that people, people who are aware of in, of business etiquette and that would actually go research it probably already have business etiquette. Yeah. It's how do you get it in front of people so that they can be reminded of the things and it's an easy way to, that's, I mean, I did it for my own company and then the Gap by, bought like a thousand of them. I'm like, I'm just cutting these things in the back room, you know, with my graphics guys. I probably should have it really well done. <laughs> and what's the feedback <clears throat> been from, from that? Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, people buy them. It's so funny because it was never my intention and in, in really not doing much to it. I have a podcast around this. Every, it's called Everything Speaks, and it's about the manners in the workplace um, uh, and other career advice. It has a lot more to do with career advice than anything else. But um, I don't really do anything with it. And then all of a sudden, like 100 people, you know, I'll get 100 orders. I'm like, oh, someone wants this. So it sounds like it's been very, very popular I know that there is a lot of poor communication happening in the workplace, but to take a bit of a step back, how does how does this poor communication impact overall job satisfaction and productivity in the workplace, which is obviously why people are buying it? Oh, my gosh. We, do we have three hours and a drink? Of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that um, communication is at the heart of productivity. Communication is at the heart of being happy and satisfied in your work, and communication is at the heart of getting stuff done. So uh, poor communication, and that could be uh, categorized in many ways, either that it was you know, lacking direction, lacking specificity in direction, so that someone thinks they're doing the right thing, and then they find out they did the absolute wrong thing because they were giving – they were given – you know what the giver thought was very good direction, but the receiver heard as something totally different, right? I mean, that just creates so much anxiety and so much extra work and so much disproductivity, right? Mm. You know, the most productivity you can get is when someone is very clear on what their role is, understands how they're going to impact their team, understands what the deadline is so that it actually helps everybody else, and understands what the standard of work is, like what is the format that needs to be in? What standard of language should it be in? What what colors, what format should it be in? All those kinds of things, right? So when, every, when people understand not only the work but how it fits into everything else, 
gosh, man, people get so excited about it. And they're like, I'm contributing. And when people feel like they're contributing, that is just a virtuous circle that increases itself. Mm. Poor communication, which is in, in the um, form of either direction, deadlines, um, lack of specificity, just um, sort of derision or just let me know what happened. Stop bothering me or even tone, you know, or uh, tone in a voice or tone in email that just creates doubt and doubt, doubt around, oh, what am I doing here? What am I supposed to be doing? I think I'm doing it right, but I'm not sure. I don't want to ask, you know, I think it's due today, but maybe it's due tomorrow. I don't even know, you know, blah, blah, blah. It just creates a lot of anxiety. And what I find is true is that when people are unclear or when people don't feel appreciated or they don't feel like they understand why they're there, that just creates a lot of, um, just people just grind on that, right? It's grinding. They don't may not say it out loud, but there's grinding inside. And when you're grinding inside, oh man, I just wish, oh, what the hell, blah, 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 you know, that kind of attitude that is inherently unproductive, right? <laughs> inherently unproductive. You're not, you're not excited about it. You're just like, oh God, I just have to get this done. As opposed to, man, you're going to be, here's this great project or here's a stupid project, but the stupid project has to get done so the big project can get done. And we need you to do this really well. If you don't do this really well, no one else can do their job really well. So we're counting on you. That kind of specificity, that kind of direction, that kind of communication that explains the work, puts the person's role in context, also gives very specific um, guidelines. That's the key to nirvana, man. And the happier we are with what we understand we're doing, the happier we are at work, the happier we are at work, the more productive we are, <laughs> the more productive we are, the more profitable we are, period. Absolutely. So. It's at the core. Communication's at the core of business productivity. Okay. You hear that, people? It's at the core. So pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, where does this passion for helping people communicate better come from? You know, I I run, I own a public relations and uh, marketing company in San Francisco and in New York. And that's what we do for a living. We help companies um, communicate with the people that matter to them. And we focus on, you know, four areas. But really what we're doing is we're working with great companies doing positive things in their categories. And our job is to help them do more positive things and make a bigger impact, positive impact in the world. You cannot make that positive impact if you cannot communicate, if you cannot connect a company or a product with the people that would benefit from it. So one, that's my business, right? That's that's what we do for, that's what we get paid for. My passion on the uh, personal side, the management side, the leadership side is, you know, I started this company um, almost 15 years ago and I, I've kept it independent so that uh, I can hire who I want and I can work with who I want. <laughs> and um, so we can make sure that we're we're personally aligned with the work that we're doing. Because I think myself, if I am excited about what I'm getting paid for, I just do a better job. And if I'm excited about the people I'm around, then I just am more excited to show up. And if I'm excited to show up, then other people get excited to show up. So um, my my passion around... Um, communication is my is around my passion for being happy in the in my day, right? And I and having not been happy in my day in my past, I've done everything I can to structure this company so that we not just me but we can all be happy in our day, so that a bad day here is a good day somewhere else. <laughs> so, Lee, let's talk about this guide that you've created to help people to know what to say and how to say it. 
Can you share with us what are some simple things that people don't actually realize they're doing in the workplace that could be construed as, as rude or just isn't helping them in, in their work? Yeah. So there's lots of things, you know, in presentation, you know, if you're presenting, it's something I do and I believe in practice, right? I believe that until you are, even when you're a natural speaker, so like yourself or myself, we probably speak all the time, uh, you should practice what you're talking about, right? <laughs> and most of, most people do not get practice in front of a group, right? They just don't get, they don't get the opportunity to practice in front of a group of people where they're, where the stakes are low, right? Usually there's, they're, you know, we want you to present to the board or we want you to present to this client or you want me to present to the, you know, the division. Well, they've never had to stand up in front of people where, where something was on the line. So, um, the first thing that we talk about here is practicing. Uh, one thing we do every here, every Tuesday is our staff meeting. Every Tuesday, somebody, we rotate, somebody gets up and gives a 10 minute presentation on something, something from their life or something that is work related and they practice. And, um, in the course of the year, everyone probably does this four or five times. And by, you know, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, it's hugely dramatic um, progress because we give feedback. So the first thing in um, being a good colleague is actually giving great feedback so that the person, you know, not just you did a great job. Well, really? Or you just knew they were nervous because they were sweating. Right. <laughs> and thank God it's over. So the first thing in the manners thing is actually being a good colleague and being a good colleague is being helpful and giving very specific feedback. And some of this feedback we give, um, we have two decks of cards in this thing. One is for gems, which is here's what you did very, very well, very specifically. For, for instance, you, um, you you had a very strong posture uh, a stance that wasn't defensive and it wasn't aggressive, but it was very confident. Um, you didn't use, you weren't flailing your hands around, which I tend to do. Um, so you didn't distract. You um, slow, once you, you were sort of sped up there in the middle, but you slowed yourself down so we could all understand what you were talking about. You were very self-aware. That's very specific feedback that someone can then incorporate and double down on. The other specific feedback we would give, which is opportunities, where you can improve. Uh, things like you kept looking at the slide and you kept reading off of it. You really cannot do that again. Right. It meant it, it was very clear to me that you didn't have the, you didn't have the command of the material or, um, you, you had a lot of words on that slide and we were just so busy looking at the words and not at you or, you know, your dress, meaning how you, you know, what you're wearing today was very distracting. So next time you do this, let's not wear X, Y, Z. Or you would say Zed, right? Let's <laughs> you know, take take off, you know, get rid of all the jangles, take all the extra beads off, whatever, so that we're not distracted by what you have on. Um, and it's not personal, it's professional, and it's very specific feedback. And I think that's the first set of manners that people need to know in the workplace. You're there as a team, you're there to help each other. Uh, the person who gets ahead helps you get ahead. Mm. Um, and I think that that is very, it, it's something that we're nervous about actually... giving teach people how to receive that feedback yeah. because it's just as hard giving feedback sometimes yeah. as it is receiving. Well, it is. And that's practice too. And particularly for very young um, uh, professionals who maybe are just right out of university, they may not have had peer feedback this way uh, ever. Right. Uh, or they may not have had very stringent feedback uh, in the college or university environment. So we do, um, we have to get people ready for it, right? So um, part of it is we help people learn to take feedback by teaching them how to give feedback. Uh, 
And part of that is understanding who you're talking to and what they might be nervous about. And always starting with the positive. Always start with the positive feedback. And then say, and you can improve by, as opposed to starting with the negative. Oh, my God, that was terrible. Blah, 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 right? <laughs> or starting with, start, you know, saying, you did a great job. I thought that the, the, your slides were fantastic. I thought that, you know, um, you, you know, last time you were flipping your hair around. Today, you didn't flip your hair around. But what you really need to do is X, Y, Z, Z, right? Um, if you say but instead of all you've done is negate everything, yeah. you've, all the positive <laughs> things you've just said. So instead of that, start with the positive. So you did a great job. You stood your ground. You had confidence. You weren't distracting. You t- you closed, you know, you um, slowed yourself down. And where I think you can keep continuing to um, improve is paying attention to what you're wearing so it's not distracting, taking a look at your slides so you have fewer words, more images, and blah, 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 right? Mm. So just even using that kind of word choice and thoughtful um, word prioritization, so positive first and but but and not but, means that people can receive it. And when you teach people how to give feedback that way, you are also teaching people how to receive feedback, right? But it's easier to teach to give than it is to receive. So we, we start with the give, and then over time we get to the receive. I like saying to people, um, you know, that was really engaging because of this, this, this. What would have made it even more so would be this, this, this. So, yeah, it's keeping it in that positive positive light. I'm a bit of a serial feedback giver myself. I was actually listening to your interview on Blog Talk Radio and you were talking about how you, how you give feedback to people when they don't have a great resume, when they've sent it to you, and you say, this is why we're not offering you an interview – because you've been writing, you've been using emoticons in your resume or whatever. So I think that's fantastic. We definitely need more feedback in this, in this world because otherwise people just don't know what they're doing wrong. So Lee, I know uh, one of the things that you help people with is to um, help them deal better in the workplace with disagreements and difficult people. And, um, and something I wanted to ask you about was sort of about being liked by people because I know a lot of people are afraid and you touched on this at the start of our conversation actually a lot of people are afraid of not being liked so they try to avoid this type of conflict by being really agreeable and and polite you know or just oh I don't want to say anything in case it upsets Mm -hmm. someone can you explain how this then goes on to become a problem from being too polite there's a difference between being polite and being professional right um so it could be, I don't want to, being polite, I mean, it's it's good to say please and thank you. It's respectful to say please and thank you. Even though you don't have to in the work environment, it is a good thing to do. It shows that you respect someone's time and that you respect, you know, thank you for your effort, you know, and it makes people feel appreciated. That is good. Um, in terms of being polite but not being truthful, right, you're not helping the business if you're not truthful. You're not helping the business if you are um, allowing poor behavior to, um, create discord. You're not helping the business if you just do it yourself instead of helping the other person understand what they did wrong. And you're not helping the business if you allow someone just to run ripshot over you and make you feel like crap. You're just, it's not because, you know, 
if you're if you feel like you're underappreciated, if you feel like no one's paying attention to you, if you feel like your work doesn't matter, well, you might you should leave. You should leave, right? Or you should fix it. Mm. Because um and basically you're just it's totally unproductive. Um and my belief is and and we and particularly um we want to be you know, who doesn't want to be liked? But it's more important to be respected. And I feel like re- like comes if you could put respect before like, then re- like comes after respect in the professional environment. Because I don't have to like everybody I work with. I actually do like everybody I work with, but right now, but I haven't always liked everybody I worked with. But I need to respect them and their responsibilities and their roles. And if you can um, focus there instead of would I hang out with this guy and, and drink some beer? Well, probably not. Why would I want to hang out with that guy? He picks his nose. But, you know, but work on the <laughs> particularly around conflict um, so that you can get to an agreeable understanding so that you can both respect each other going forward. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're, you come to an agree, you come to a new project, preconceived notions about how terrible it's going to be. Right. And um, that's unproductive that you are wasting time. If you're thinking that at all, that is mm. wasted energy as opposed to. Um, I'm going to have a good attitude about this. We're going to be very clear about what the responsibilities are, what the roles are, when things are due, what you expect of me. I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. And, you know, that's just a different attitude versus, oh, this is going to be terrible, right? Is that something that you've always had or is that grown That's grown over time. time. I think over time I've become much more, com- I mean, I'm very confident in, who I am, why I'm here on this planet, why I started this company, what we will work for, what we won't work for, you know, what I can provide to my company and our clients is a lot of clarity around vision and purpose, values, and uh, what matters, right? Um, for which I, and I think everyone has values, but as you grow, you they change, they ebb and flow, they change um, depending on your life. The values of clarity and being not not being wasteful in your time and not feeling like not just feeling bad about yourself and bad about your work. Um, that is a, I prize that over anything in the professional environment. And I've, I've arranged my business so that it's uh, highly likely that that won't happen. Um, conflict happens whenever there are two humans that's going to happen. If you're not clear and someone's Brown is another person's black and someone's red is another person's orange and you just have to, you know, and that's always going to happen. And so the key pieces of that are to when there is conflict and the other person might even not, not even know, right? But when you're grinding on something, then you should, you need to resolve it, right? It needs to be a conversation that gets resolved. Um, and, uh, how we do this, we call it the circle of communication or the circle conflict communication wheel or whatever. A lot, there are different words for it, but we ask for, so if I had an issue with you, Christina, I would be, Christine, I really need, um, I hope I can have a half an hour of your time in person or by Skype, uh, with video, you know, so you can see each other, uh, in the next couple of days. Cause I have a couple issues I'd like to discuss with you about the current project we're on. So that gives you time to say, so I'm not catching you off guard, right? You're not like having to sit right there right now, like, wait, what? I'm not prepared, right? <laughs> it gives you time to put it on your calendar so that we can, you know, have a moment to think about it. Uh, that's and that's respectful of me to ask you that, right? It's not just to come in and guns blazing and go, you screwed up or use it, you know, because <laughs> right? there's no place to go, right? And is to start from, uh, and it's all about how we feel, right? One of the biggest things, women, the mistake I think a lot of 
uh, one of the biggest errors I think people, particularly women in business, did is say, oh, I can't bring my feelings to work. And I think that's BS. I think that we're all people and feelings are a part of being a person. It's how you mm. use your feelings to and how you can categorize them and how you can use them to your advantage in the business space. That is really what you need to learn. of communication the first time it goes wrong the first time it's off kilter you intervene with very clear instruction our hours are from here to here if you're not going to be here on time please call us as soon as you know if you don't call us by 8 59 and you're supposed to be here at 9 you don't show up we're going to assume that you're dead and we're going to start looking for you in hospitals which has happened not dead but we have for in my business three people have been in accidents that we only reason we were on it and we could actually help that person is because they didn't show up on time and we started making phone calls because that's our culture is as soon as you know, you're not going to be on time. You call because you can't predict everything. You can't predict if the kid's going to throw up or you're going to be in traffic or the train's going to stop <laughs> or, you know, life happens. But the respectful thing to do if someone's waiting on you is to call them and say, uh, I'm going to be late. Right. It's very simple. And but people don't like to be the bad guy and women don't like to be the bitch. Right. There's a big phobia about being the bitch for women. Um, And so it feels bitchy that we're saying, you're late, right? But, well, if you have a a tone that is, you were here at 9.15, our start time is 9. My assessment is actually you don't know this. That we we might, my assessment might be, if that happened the first time, maybe you're not aware that our start time is at 9 o'clock. And maybe you're not aware that our culture is, if you're not going to be on time, you Mm -hmm. call us as soon as ahead of time. So I'm not that irritated, but I'm concerned that this, what I'm, I'm worried that this happened ever again, that you know. So my request is that you uh, learn our policies and my offer is to let you know what they are. Done. Actually, I love that. (laughs) I love that. um, That whole, my assessment is this, because then that actually puts you, if you're getting irritated, you can actually think about it and go, okay, well, this is my assessment. Maybe it's wrong, which means that I don't need to be getting so irritated right now. Right. And then that'll actually stop you from having those negative feelings, which then enables you to do better work anyway. Well, right. If you're the irritated one about somebody else's work, you're also unproductive. <laughs> it's not right. always about the person <laughs> doing something wrong. If the person is, if you're grinding on somebody because they're, you know, they're just pissing you off, well, you're not being productive either. Absolutely. So I believe in all that, you know, part, and part of that is just getting good working relationship. And part of that is building trust. And I don't have to like you to respect you and have trust with you. Right. So the likability thing comes, I think, in in the professional world after those other two things. When you have trust and when you have response, um, respect, then you can get a lot done. And if you can like each other and go hang, have a beer every once in a while. Awesome. But it's not required. <laughs> Fantastic. Lee, thank you so much for, for joining me on the show. You've been absolutely wonderful. Um, I learned a lot from you today, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners <laughs> will get something out of it too. I think if there's one thing well, you take away, it's to start giving more feedback, guys. More feedback. More feedback. More good feedback. Well, it's <laughs> such a pleasure to be with you. I'm sure you'll be like, does she ever stop talking? Okay. <laughs> can, you, can you share with us where people can learn more about you and where they can grab your, your yeah. book, which I know is about millennials and being able to communicate better with them so you can have a more productive workplace? So, yeah, tell us where we can find that. Yeah. The best place to go is LeeCarraher.com, L-E-E-C-A-R-A-H-E-R.com. And you can find both my books and this desktop guide. And I blog there as well on these topics. And I'm very happy to answer anybody's questions. There are also some um, downloadables on the site, particularly on that communication wheel that show you how to use it. So you can just download it and start practicing with it. 
Perfect. Thanks, Lee. Thank you. Big thank you to Lee Carraher for being an amazing guest on the show this week. You can find more about what she does at leecarraher.com or simply visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash lee. That's thecmethod.com slash lee, L-E-E. And that's a wrap for this episode. Oh, remember to vote. I almost forgot. Remember to vote for me in the Australian Castaway Podcasting Awards. Just go to thecmethod.com slash vote. I'd really appreciate your help with that. That would be awesome if I won the People's Choice Award. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome, and I'll talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.